0: This is the Daily Perspective Podcast for Wednesday, April 7th, 2021. Hi there, Mark Congleton here, your sometimes humble host for this daily dose of observation, insight, and absurdity. Well, it's usually a daily dose. Yesterday, it wasn't. I had, a, uh, I had some scheduling conflicts, other outside work to do, which took me out pretty much all day yesterday. By the time I got back to the studio, I was just not going to be doing this, so (laughs) it was one of those days. I was busy all over the place yesterday, and I hope you had a good yesterday, that you and yours are all well, that uh, everything is fine with you, and that uh, life is good, and life is basically good in the neighborhood, it is basically, and I hope that... uh, I hope that you can see that through all of the fog being generated by the crazies who are trying to run things and convince us that they are all right and we are all wrong. It's uh, a weird time to live in the United States of America, the beacon of freedom and hope for the world. It's a time when, when socialists have lied, cheated, stolen, manipulated, and done everything they have uh, within their power and control to take over the nation and as a result uh, I gotta say life is getting weirder by the day Um, when the president of the United States can stand in front of television cameras and tell bald-faced lies and then have corporate entities act on his lies life in the United States is pretty weird and I know that there were many anti-Trumpers who said that Trump lied thousands of times Well, I I got news for you just because someone says something you disagree with doesn't mean it's a lie but when someone actually does say something that is quantifiably proven to be a lie then yes that's a lie and that is what Joseph Robinette Biden does daily in his position as president of the united states of america and the lie i'm referring to is about georgia and their election law that was recently passed and and honestly you are not an idiot you're you're no dummy you understand what's going on here i did post for those who were not quite so informed and for those who would just like it for their records i posted this morning on the social media pages the uh, the Facebook and the Twitter feed the a link to an article spelling out everything that is in the Georgia election law i encourage you to go and see everything about it in fact now that i think about it i'll include it in the uh, show notes today over at linkreport.us linkreport.us that's where you go to get the sources for the stories that we talk about here on the podcast now what Joe Biden has done is that he has he has repeated the lie being told by Stacey Abrams and the Democrats seeking to manipulate things in the state of Georgia so that they can remain in some semblance of power. One of the lies being told is that, and I love this, and the New York Times is all over this. It came in my email this morning. They're saying that, the reason that this law has been put in place is because Republicans can't win with, the, with the, uh, a majority of the people voting and they know they have to suppress the vote in order to win. And in order to do that, they're going to lie to everybody. Well, guess what? Because of voter ID and other conservative principles which have been acted in Georgia, Georgia has seen the largest voter turnout in their history the numbers of people voting in the state of georgia have actually been going up not down so more people are voting in the state of georgia the problem is the security of the vote and assuring that your vote if you're um, if you're a georgian assuring that your vote is secure that your vote is recorded accurately that your vote is not susceptible to being tampered with or stolen in some way because the security around the vote is lax go read the article i'll put it up it'll be by the time you hear this it'll be up on uh linkreport.us so go do- okay, go go take a look at it you might want to copy and paste it to your local drive because who knows the way things are today if it will be up there it will if it'll actually be available tomorrow and i will leave it actually you know i clear uh, linkreport.us out every day except for a handful of articles i'll leave this one there i'll leave it there for a little while because you need to have the access to that information now the major league major league baseball has uh, decided to move the all-star game from georgia to colorado because of joe biden's lie This is going to take millions, about $100 million, out of the the business side of the state of Georgia. It's going to affect people's employment status. It's going to affect income. It's going to leave a lot of people in the state of Georgia jobless and unable to pay their bills. Why? Because Joe Biden told a lie, saying that they would be closing the polls at 5 o'clock, which is a lie. That didn't change. He says that you can't give people uh, uh, people cold water if they're in line. That's a lie. Only people who are campaigning for certain candidates or, or a candidate, period. People who are using that gift of water as a campaign token. Those people can't give you water if you're in line. Poll workers can. The counties can. And the counties are the people who, who control everything within that 150-foot uh radius around the polling place if you're outside that well you can you can campaign you can electioneer you can pass out water if you're outside that boundary but not inside of it and that's what's happened and Joe Biden has been lying about this well corporate corporate media and the legacy media have been hounding Georgia over this new voter integrity law and President Joe Biden and his fellow Democrats have been leading the charge biden suggested that major league baseball actually he suggested this that they should pull the all-star game out of atlanta and lo and behold mlb obliged that cost the state a hundred million bucks yet monday georgia state representative Wes cantrell called biden's bluff not only has biden been lying through his teeth about the georgia bill but if georgia's voting laws are jim crow on steroids his words by the way the voting laws in Biden's home state of Delaware are a slaveholding plantation. Cantrell began last week, our president decided to go on national news and basically disparage our state. We have a new election integrity law here that we passed a couple of weeks ago. And our president, apparently without reading the bill, went on the news and called our new law. He called it un American. He called it sick. He called it pernicious. He then went out and called it Jim Crow on steroids. <laughs> oh God. Can I just say this really quick before I move forward? Of course he hasn't read the law. He just has people feeding him information, and he's repeating it. He hasn't read the law. He's ad-libbing in his own sick, twisted, demented way. He has no basis in fact for what he's saying. Moving forward. So, in light of President biden's concerns about our law here in georgia i have decided that i'm going to introduce new legislation the name of this new bill is going to be the president biden uh, president joe biden jim crow on steroids voter act this new bill will change our voting laws so that they mirror the president's home state of delaware this law will have five key features to make us like delaware instead of having up to 19 days of early voting, like we have here in Georgia, we're going to have exactly zero early voting days, because that's how they do it in Delaware. Instead of having no-excuse absentee voting, like we have here in Georgia, we're going to make you have an excuse to have an absentee ballot, and that excuse will be you're either sick or you're disabled, because that's how they do it in Delaware. Instead of having secure drop boxes where you can place your absentee ballot in one of those drop boxes for security's sakes, we're going to provide you with exactly zero drop boxes because that's how they do it in Delaware. And instead of being able to get food or drink from anyone outside of the 150-foot buffer zone while you're voting or being able to be provided water inside the 150-foot buffer area, we're going to make it illegal for you to receive anything of value at any point while you're standing in line to vote, because that's how they do it in Delaware. Finally, State Representative Cantrell addressed what he claimed would be the worst feature of all. Instead of being able to vote in relative quiet, like we do here in Georgia, we're going to make it so that when you walk up to vote, they're going to announce your name out loud so that anyone in the precinct can object to your right to vote. And worse yet, during a primary, They're not just going to announce your name, they're going to announce your party affiliation as well. Why? Because that's how they do it in Delaware. Cantrell challenged the Democrats in Georgia's house to support this bill, if they agree with Biden's obnoxious rhetoric. He said, so I look forward to all of my colleagues who voted against our election integrity bill. I look forward to them clamoring to co-sponsor this legislation with me so that we can be just like President Joe Biden's home state of Delaware. Where the voting laws are draconian. I've got some advice for our president. If you're gonna speak about a bill, know your facts. And congratulations, by the way, for receiving four Pinocchios for repeatedly lying about the contact content of the Georgia bill. You see, the Washington Post gave Biden four Pinocchios for repeatedly claiming that the Georgia law ends voting hours early. In fact, the bill extended voting hours. The state representative concluded, and if you live in a glass house, you probably shouldn't be throwing stones. Until you take care of voting laws in Delaware, I think you should leave Georgia alone. According to the Honest Elections Project, voting laws in New York, that's Major League Baseball's headquarters, by the way, are also more draconian than Georgia's laws. While Georgia offers no-excuse absentee voting, Georgia requires voters to give an excuse. While Georgia offers 17 to 19 days of early voting, New York offers only nine days of early voting. And the voting laws in, in Colorado, where MLB moved the All-Star game, they are more strict than those in Georgia. So what we're being told is a series of lies by the Democrats and by the leftist media. When you read what they are saying, you listen to what they are saying, you watch them make their speeches, you can pretty much depend, you can pretty much you can pretty much count on the fact that you're being lied to by the leftist press, by the Democrat politicians and the usual suspects the activists on the left who are trying to change everything into some sort of a socialist process you can pretty much count on the fact that they're lying to you You see, every day and i've told you this before several times every day i receive not one but multiple emails from the democrat mayor or the democrat governors association and other democrat entities i signed up for one email list for what was it obama for america or something like that back right after he left office just to keep track with what he was telling or what his people were spreading and as a result I'm now on half a dozen different email lists that uh, the the Democrats are pumping information out to their people through and it's amazing the lies they're telling their people what they're brainwashing their people to believe is absolutely mind-boggling they want people to believe that the laws in Georgia, which quite frankly are too lax, they're too loose, there's too little security, too much forgiveness, too much leeway for error in what Georgia's doing. I mean, they want you to believe that it is racist, that it is oppressive. And what's funny to me about this is that you can walk the streets in the city of Atlanta and ask people, find people, minorities, and ask them, do you have an ID? And 98 to 99% of the time, they'll say, yeah, I got one. It was no problem. Welcome back. It's the Daily Perspective Podcast for Wednesday, April 7, 2021. By now, you're familiar with what CBS and 60 Minutes did in this hatchet job on Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. And we shouldn't be surprised that this is happening because. Ron DeSantis is one of those who who are leading the charge against disinformation and fear-mongering, which is going on in the Democrat administration and the leftist press. And when these people are shown to be the liars that they are, they, of course, respond by lying. <laughs> it's what they do. Well, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has harshly criticized this recent 60 Minutes report in a press conference. He did so yesterday. He said they cut out everything that showed that their narrative was a piece of horse manure. He was referring to how 60 Minutes emitted 356 words from his 423-word answer in their report. Quote, and it shows you how dishonest these are smear merchants. That's why nobody trusts the corporate media. They're a disaster in what they're doing. They knew what they were doing was a lie. I knew what they were doing was a lie. Everybody here knows what they're doing is a lie. They know that we know they're lying, and yet they continue to lie. DeSantis then reasserted his intent to defend himself against the allegations and hold the corporate media responsible. 60 Minutes attempted to portray the state's vaccination partnership with the public's grocery store change as being nefarious. DeSantis said, I know corporate media thinks that they can just run over people. You ain't running over this governor. I'm punching back. You come down to our state and you try to smear people, we're going to bite back and we're going to hold you accountable. This is not over by any stretch of the imagination. Several prominent Democrats defended DeSantis against the accusation, including Jared Moskowitz, a former Democratic state senator who now runs the State Division of Emergency Management. Moskowitz said, his office suggested publics and called the report absolute malarkey. Another Democrat, former state representative Dave Kerner, the current Palm Beach County mayor, called the reporting intentionally false because, he said, he offered to speak with CBS, but the network rejected the offer. In a statement in response, CBS spokesman Kevin Tedesco shared a link with the Epic Times via email of a local CBS reporter speaking with Kerner a day after 60 Minutes aired. He also said that 60 Minutes asked the governor twice for an interview, but those requests were denied. Tedesco wrote, as we always do for clarity, 60 Minutes used the portion of the governor's over two-minute response that directly addressed the question from the correspondent. Well, (laughs) and I take you back to what Governor DeSantis said. They know that we know they're lying, and yet they continue to lie this is that that deflection deflection um, tactic that they use all the time, which is, well, w- this is what we did. We just did what we always do. We use the pertinent portion of his of his statement. In other words, we sliced out all of the words that he said that disproved what our reporter accused him of, and just used what would work with her question. So they lied. And this is what they do. It shows you how dishonest, he he says. These are smear merchants. That's why nobody trusts corporate media. They're a disaster in what they're doing. They knew that we knew, that we. they knew what they were doing was a lie. I knew what they were doing was a lie. Everybody here knows what they were doing is a lie. They know that we know they're lying and yet they continue to lie. You by now have noticed that the left never backs away from a lie. When they're caught lying, they just lie some more they don't back away they always stand firm when they're caught lying always even even when they're caught lying they're backpedaling they're changing their tactics they're changing what they're actually doing that they were caught doing and they're heading a different direction and employing different methods to accomplish their goals They're lying about every step of the way. They misdirect. They rationalize. They expect you to trust. And that is the big thing. They expect you to be faithful to your brainwashing. That government is here for you. They're looking out for your best interest. They're always looking out for your good. And just trust them. We're from the government. We're here to help. As Ronald Reagan said, the most frightening words you'll ever hear. But they're always lying. And that's the sad thing. They're always lying. Now, over in Texas, Governor Greg Abbott has banned COVID-19 vaccine passports. He is among a handful of governors who are doing so, by the way. It was a new executive order. He announced yesterday morning the ban on any government-mandated COVID-19 vaccine reports. The executive order issued Monday prohibits any regulation requiring Texans to show any proof of vaccination. In a Tuesday morning video, he said, Every day, Texans return to normalcy as more people get the COVID vaccine. In fact, this week, Texans uh, Texas will surpass 13 million doses administered. Those shots help, sh- help slow the spread of COVID, reduce hospitalizations and reduce fatalities. But I, as I have said all along, these vaccines are always voluntary and never forced. The government should not require any Texan to show proof of vaccination and reveal private health information just to go about their daily lives. That is why I issued an executive order that prohibits government mandated vaccine passports in Texas. We will continue to vaccinate more Texans and protect public health and we will do so without treading on Texans' personal freedoms. Early Tuesday morning, he tweeted Texans shouldn't be required to show proof of vaccination and reveal private health information just to go about their daily lives. I issued an executive order that prohibits government mandated vaccine passports in Texas. Don't treat, or don't tread on our personal freedoms, he says. The Texas Republicans' move follows Florida Governor Ron DeSantis' executive order prohibiting vaccine passports. You see, he did the same thing. Of such passports, DeSantis previously said it's completely unacceptable for either the government or the private sector, remember that, the private sector, to impose upon you the uh, the requirement that you show proof of vaccine just to simply participate in normal activity, normal society. You want to go to the movie theater? Should you have to show that? No. You want to go to a game, a theme park? No. So we're not supportive of that. DeSantis added, you're going to do this and what? Give all this information to some big corporation? You want the fox to guard the hen house? I mean, give me a break. He's right. They're both right. And governors with some sort of intestinal fortitude across America should do exactly the same thing and some are it's beginning to happen the dominoes are falling governor after governor they're enacting the same kind of executive actions in their states to prevent the federal government from treading on the rights of the people you see that's what the Constitution's for the Constitution is there to protect us from them because the framers the founders of our nation understood what government was really like and what politicians are really like give them a little power and they want more and they won't stop. So good for these two governors and those others who are joining the ranks for doing what's right. I had this conversation yesterday while we were, uh, while I was engineering, uh, the other podcast yesterday and I, and, and I, uh, I was asked are, are you going to get the vaccine do you, do you what are your plans what are you going to do and i honestly said not unless it's it's a it's a requirement for something that i that i need to do or i really really want to do i I wouldn't do that see i'm that way about the i'm a, that way about the flu vaccine as well i've lived for years except for this past year this past year i got it My 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 internist finally just nagged me until i did it and nah. The same is true for the COVID vaccine. I expect the next time I go in for any kind of medical anything, they'll nag me about the COVID vaccine. Oh yeah, you know, in your age group, you're highly susceptible. I mean, you should uh, you should look into this. It's you know what? Unless I need this to go do something that I want to do, and there's no other way I can do what I want to do, my personal private decision to go do something I want to do, and I can't do that without the COVID vaccine. There's no other route to it. That's the only way I'm going to do it. For example, if I want to go take a cruise later in the year, in the fall, if I want to go on a cruise and the cruise lines are actually doing business like they used to, and I have to prove that I've been vaccinated, I may make a trip to the doctor and do that. But I'm not in favor of doing this just because the government says it's the thing to do. And it's not because I'm paranoid. It's because I've been actually paying attention and watching what's happening. And I know that less than 2% of the people actually perish as a result of this virus. list am I on now I'm checking the email during the break you know, I was fussing about the Democrats adding me to more email lists earlier and i fussed about that before it used to be my responsibility to uh, remind people uh you can't just you can't just put all these people on your email list they have to sign up it's actually kind of a law thing you can't buy email lists. I mean that's also not legal. You you're not supposed to do that. And yet somehow I'm on all of these political email lists now because these people all of these different groups are pretty much in the same office, you know? <laughs> they just have different cubicles in the same office. And so they have this they have this email list that they all share and they send all of their crap out to the same people. It is just absolutely amazing. Just amazing. And, and the Republicans are just as guilty as the Democrats. I'm sitting here looking at four emails right now that just came in. Let's see. There's one uh, timestamped eight oh eight AM, 8 10 AM, 8 15 AM, 8 16 AM. And it's just, it's two emails, two emails sent from four different email addresses. The 8:08 a.m. and the 8:10 a.m. are are the same email and the 8:15 and 8:16 are the same email. And get this. Let's see. The first one the title is we have to finish the wall, friend. The next one is we have to finish the wall, Mark. Well, that's interesting. And the next one is they're trying to rig the rules, friend. And then they're trying to rig the rules, Mark. Oh and I'm going to do what I do every day. Check, 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 check. Trash. Bang. I don't even read them. And and the reason is that I already I'm already familiar with what they're going on about. And I don't disagree with what they're doing, but what what it all boils down to in the end is fundraising. And don't get me wrong, I understand the need for funds. I'll I'll support, you support, we all support. Yay, let's support. But come on. You're clogging up my email, and I mean, I got to get the email from Chip and Joanna. That's just—I'm just kidding. That's not happening. But uh, you know, I'm—I—I I, <laughs> I'm waiting on email to come back from certain places, and that's why I check the email during the breaks as I do other things. I get—I'm—I'm expecting—I'm—I'm I'm expecting responses about about some legal things to do with this other project I've been hinting about, and contracts and licensing and things like that and uh and uh and making sure that we have the uh, we have our llc in place and you know i i'm just i'm looking for responses about that so that i can move forward productively with things and what do i get well they're rigging things mark no joke oh my gosh <clears throat> excuse me for ranting but you know sometimes you gotta all right, moving onward. Vaccine passports. When the idea was first floated, when I saw this happen, I mean, my my sweet wife Jane, sweetest woman in the world. She says to me, "I don't like that. I don't think they shouldn't they shouldn't be able to do that." And I told her, "They can't. They, they can't do that. It's uh it's probably illegal on many levels. They just can't do it. What they'll sell it as, they'll try to sell it this way as a positive thing it's a good thing it's proof that you've done your part you're protecting everybody around you and they've tried to do that but state after state is now objecting and it's gotten to the point now that the white house press secretary actually said yesterday that vaccine passports will not be developed or supported by the biden administration that comes after several GOP governors exec, uh, issued executive orders barring them. "Quote: The government is not now, nor will we be, supporting a system that requires Americans to carry a credential. There will be no federal vaccinations database and no federal mandate requiring everyone to obtain a single vaccination credential." That's what Jan Circlevaxaki told reporters yesterday at the White House. Now, last month, she responded to reports that the administration was working with private firms to create a passport system, saying the administration would provide guidance. So that was last month. She said, our interest is very simple from the federal government, which is Americans' privacy and rights should be protected, so that these systems are not used against people unfairly. That's what she said yesterday. She again said, the government would provide guidance on privacy concerns related to vaccines. Now, why would they? unless there was going to be information sharing. Doesn't that seem to contradict what she has said before? That the government, there will, what was it She's saying, Let me go back here. There will be no federal vaccinations database and no federal mandate requiring everyone to obtain a, sec, a single vaccination credential. So there will not be an official federal database on vaccinations, and there will not be an official federal requirement to obtain for everybody to get the same kind of credential to prove they've been vaccinated. There won't be anything official. However, they will do everything they can on their end to encourage that that happens on a state-by-state level, and they will get 100% cooperation from their Democrat partners in state after state after state. And they will believe, trust me, they will believe, and they do believe that this will accomplish the same goal. That there are more Democrat governors who will enact this sort of thing and make it impossible for Republican governors not to go along. That's what they're thinking. Trust me, you watch these weasels dig for a while and you understand which direction they go. Now, some countries have either proposed or are using a vaccine passport style system, but it's been criticized by Civil Liberties Group, who said it would potentially violate Americans' privacy rights while denying key services to people who are not vaccinated. And of course, we've already covered Texas, where Governor Greg Abbott, a Republican, issued an executive order Monday that would bar their usage, along with Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. New York State, however, rolled out its Excelsior Pass. What is that? A tribute to? Uh, is that a tribute to Marvel Comics? The Excelsior? It's the Excelsior Pass system. It would mandate that people show that they have been vaccinated when trying to enter certain events and locations, such as Madison Square Garden in New York City. It's not yet clear if the Stanley Executive Excelsior pass will be used in other places. Yesterday, the World Health Organization said it does not recommend vaccine passport style systems at this time. In other words, they have wet their finger and stuck it in the wind, and they realize it's not a popular thing, so at this time they're not going to propose this happens. They cite concerns about whether the vaccine is actually effective in reducing the transmission of the uh, the Chinese virus as well as the lack of vaccinations being done in certain parts of the world. Quote, We as WHO are saying at this stage we would not like to see the vaccination passport as a requirement for entry or exit, because we're not certain at this stage that the vaccination or the vaccine actually prevents transmission. So says WH spokeswoman Margaret Harris in a news conference in Geneva, Switzerland, as reported by the Reuters news agency. Now, as I understand it, the Centers for Disease Control, the CDC, has actually made a statement saying that they see The vaccine does prevent transmission. So, it looks like we have conflicting reports from two governmental-type organizations. Who are you going to believe? Well, you probably shouldn't believe Dr. Fauci, for one example, because Dr. Fauci... God love him. Bless his heart. If you're a southerner, you know what those phrases mean. doctor Fauci is confused. He said yesterday he didn't know why COVID nineteen cases continued decreasing, specifically in the state of Texas, after he and others harshly criticized that state's governor for rolling back a mask mandate last month. You remember all of the all of the the hysteria? Texas is the governor of Texas just wants he, he just wants to kill people. It's going to be a mass killing. It's going to be a super spreader event statewide. Fauci says it can be confusing because you may see a lag and a delay because often you have to wait a few weeks before you see the effect of what you're doing right now. Uh, remember the mask mandate ended on March 10th. It is now the seventh day of April. So we're 27, 28 days away, almost four weeks away, and the numbers are still going down. Fauci says there are a lot of things that go into that. I mean, when you say that they've had a lot of activity on the outside, like ball games, I'm not really quite sure. It could be they're doing these things outdoors. It's very difficult to just one-on-one compare that. You just have to see see in the long range. I hope they continue to tick down. If they do, that would be great. But there's always that concern when you pull back on methods, particularly things like indoor dining and bars that are crowded. You can see a delay and then all of a sudden tick right back up. We've been fooled before by situations where people begin to open up, nothing happens, and then all of a sudden, several weeks later, things start exploding on you. So we've got to be careful. We don't prematurely judge that. I'd like him to provide the data and the actual instances. He doesn't. They, they, they rarely do. They just make broad, sweeping claims, which can't be upheld by the facts, such as that email I got from the New York Times this morning on voting in Georgia. It was all lies. And this is more of the same. Last month, Fauci said the decision by the governor of Texas and Mississippi to end mandatory masking was inexplicable. I don't know why they're doing it, but from a public health standpoint, it's certainly ill-advised. So he said during an appearance on CNN. Biden called the moves the result of Neanderthal thinking. He accused the officials of ignoring science. SCIENCE! Both states have seen a continued decline in daily COVID-19 cases. Fauci's been consistently wrong. He's changed his tune a lot of times. Anybody else in his position would have been fired. Stayed out of the public spotlight, but not him. His job is to mislead the public. It's the Daily Perspective. For the final segment for this midweek edition, this Wednesday. I'm going to change gears here. I'm looking at stories. I'm actually, I did a little coin flipping during the break. Uh, which, which way do I go? I'm going to go this way. Because this news story about, uh, the, about George Floyd and the trial that's going on now I haven't really talked that much about it except to clarify that George Floyd was not murdered the toxicology report was fairly clear he if he'd been found if his body had been found in a home they would have uh, ruled it a drug overdose and that is what we have to go with because the drugs in his system caused the symptoms he had caused the problems with breathing cause everything. I mean, his, his lungs were filling with fluid as a result of the drugs he was on. And of course, as a result, it was like pneumonia. You can't breathe. If you've had pneumonia, you know that you've got, you've got liquid filling parts of your lungs. It doesn't matter how hard you breathe. It doesn't matter what you do. You feel like you're suffocating. It's terrible situation. You're weak. You, You have no strength. It's, it's a horrible thing, and that's what he was going through. He felt like he was dying because he was dying. Interestingly enough, the drug dealer who was in the car with him when the police officers approached him refused to testify. He took the fifth. He refused to testify, basically, because if he actually... Testified in court, his testimony could be used against him in the conviction, in a conviction of George Floyd's death. Because the drug dealer knows that what George Floyd was on was what killed him, not him being detained by police officers in methods they were trained to use. In in cases where people act the way George Floyd was acting, if you go back and you watch the body camera footage and you listen to the commentary going on between the officers, they're 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 saying, "Isn't that a sign of being on this drug or that drug? The eyes popping like that, uh, the, these this sort of thing. Isn't that they were discussing? They knew he was on." drugs. They knew his behavior was due to the drugs he was on. They knew he was complaining about being able to breathe. They knew what was happening. And as a result, they weren't going to actually do anything to impede his breathing process. What was impeding his breathing was the drugs he was on. And yet, in spite of the fact that we have the body cam footage, which shows how respectful these officers were of him. How they treated him in such a way as to de-escalate issues, de-escalate problems. The chief of police has condemned the officers for doing what they were trained to do, and he has lied about what they did. The news media has jumped on the lying bandwagon, as they usually do. Leftist politicians have jumped on... The, the bandwagon of lies, as they always do. And they want to condemn these police officers for the death of a drug addict who killed himself by overdosing. And he died while in their custody. And they want to play the coulda, shoulda, woulda game. Well, they could have done this, they should have done this, and they would have done this if they were good people. But you can't do that in a situation like that. You do what you're trained to do. Well, why did they have him on the ground like that with their neck, with their knee on his neck? For one thing, Chauvin's knee was not actually on his neck; it was on his shoulder blade, and he had him on the ground like that because that's how you detain someone who is on the kind of drug cocktail he was on, who is behaving in such a way that he could flip out and start hurting other people and himself. So you restrain him in such a way as to prevent himself, him, from hurting himself and other people that's the training that doesn't matter to people like black lives activist maya Eccles. she has a huge social media following and she has threatened this quote all hell is going to break loose a former minneapolis police officer derek chauvin is not sentenced for the death of george floyd my Eccles is a model with nearly half a million TikTok followers. By the way, TikTok. Uh, this morning, I found out TikTok has banned PragerU. PragerU targeted, targets, used to target TikTok with videos targeted towards the teen audience that TikTok attracts, to help them learn the truth about our country and about its policies. And TikTok banned PragerU for telling TikTok followers the truth. Maya Eccles is a model with nearly half a million TikTok followers. She made her statement in video that she apparently took down, but the clip has been preserved for posterity. <laughs> if George Floyd's murder is not sentenced, just know that all hell is going to break loose, she said. Don't be surprised when buildings are on fire. Just saying. Now, the the high-profile murder trial of Officer Chauvin began last week and it's expected to last a month. He's accused of unintentional second-degree murder, third-degree murder, and manslaughter in connection with Floyd's death. Video of Chauvin kneeling on Floyd's neck for several minutes during the course of his arrest went viral last May, resulting in nationwide outrage, protests, rioting, and destruction that lasted forever all summer. It was an excuse to do what they did. The rioting, the burning, the destruction. They would have used anything as an excuse to do what they did. It wasn't because of George Floyd. Also, by the way, I've got to say that different angles on video, there are different angles. There's body cam angles. There's there's a, stand, a bystander video, cell phone video angles and things like that. When you start comparing those angles, you see that Officer Chauvin's neck, uh, knee was not on George Floyd's neck. He was actually on a shoulder blade. So he wasn't cutting off his circulation. He wasn't cutting off his breathing. He was holding him in one place to keep him from hurting himself and others. According to the Associated Press, There is concern as to whether Chauvin can get a fair trial with pressure on jurors and with some potentially fearing the consequences to the city and county and country should they reach a verdict others oppose. The AP says a high fence installed around the courthouse for the trial is a daily reminder for jurors of security concerns. On some days, protesters gathered just beyond it holding signs that read Convict Derek Chauvin and The World is Watching. Jurors are well aware that Floyd's death led to months of protests in Minneapolis and cities nationwide. They're aware too that thieves took advantage of the demonstrators' demonstrations to break into ransack and sometimes burn down stores. Numerous people expressed unease about serving on the panel for Chauvin's trial during the more than two weeks of jury selection. At least one who became teary-eyed was excused as others who were visibly as were others who were visibly unnerved. Others displayed no such apprehension. A black man in his 30s who was ultimately put on the jury wrote on, on a questionnaire that Chauvin, the Chauvin trial was the biggest case of his lifetime, and he added, I would love to be part of it. Wow, which way do you think he's voting? Now, Maya Ecclesy is certainly not alone in her sentiments. Days after Floyd's death, when nationwide riots were in full swing, Ash- Ashley Gant, a Black Lives Matter leader in Rochester, New York, Spoke in front of a crowd and the media and declared she didn't care if the whole city burned down. And this is one of the concerns that people have. That if Chauvin gets off, that if he is not convicted, and honestly he shouldn't be, if he is not convicted, then the anarchists will once again wreak havoc across America. And considering that the administration currently occupying the White House will not say anything bad about what these people have done to America. The, the billions of dollars in damage that they have done, the jobs they've destroyed, the property they've destroyed. When the, Biden, the Biden-Harris administration won't condemn these actions and would not condemn these actions during their campaign, when they won't do when they won't condemn them and they will not take action to support the states that are being victimized by these people they know that they can get away with it and they will they will once again start looting and burning and destroying they will dial it up they will start targeting cops in drive-by shootings, they will start... They, it's going to get bad. And sadly, the administration in place does not have the intestinal fortitude to do what is right for America. Neither do the governors of these states who are all Democrats, the states which have suffered the worst damage, neither are the mayors of these cities suffering the most damage because they are all Democrats and they understand that this plays to their advantage in the long run. Once again, it's about overwhelming systems. It's about breaking the system so it can be repaired and replaced or replaced with a socialist system. This is what they want to happen. So when you see these things falling apart and the violence happening, remember it's not just tragic It's not just wrong. It's what these politicians want to happen. They want it to happen. They'll deny it as long as the day is. But it is what they want. Because what they want is a new system that they design and they control. And that's it for the day. God bless you. Have a good one. We'll see you back here tomorrow for the next edition of the Daily Perspective Podcast. Bye-bye. Oh, we're, uh, we're done.